0: Okay, Eric, before we get into the interview this week, let me tell you about this week's Rutgers Scoutcast sponsor. And it doesn't take a lot of common sense to figure out why this is an important product to me and one in which I believe. This podcast is brought to you by Dave Hellman's Karma Sense Eating Plan. If you want to lose weight, adopt a healthier lifestyle, or get stronger, the Karma Sense Eating Plan is a comprehensive and entertaining guide to improving health. It respects your lifestyle and you can reap the benefits without doing anything you don't want to do. The Karma Sense Eating Plan is available where all major books are sold, including Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Dave Hellman donates all profits from the sale of this book to charity. Learn more at karmasensewellness.com. It would mean a lot to me if you guys check it out. All right, here's Eric Legrand. All right, folks, welcome back to the Rutgers ScoutCast, a very special guest this week, one that all Rutgers fans know, my guy number 52, Eric Legrand. What's up, man?
1: What's going on,
0: Sam? Not too much. Hopefully uh, going to get some time away for this Memorial Day weekend. I hope you get a chance to enjoy the uh, warm weather, too, my friend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is my type of weather, so definitely come to hopefully get you know, more sunshine than rain. Definitely, uh hopefully Rutgers fans will have similar weather in a couple weeks for a walk to believe, which is one of your charities. It's on June fifth at High Point Solutions Stadium. You guys have already raised thirty one thousand dollars, and uh we're hoping that number can go up a lot in the next week. Tell people just about what they can expect if they've never done this before,
1: yeah, so this is our sixth annual walk to believe. is held at High Point Solutions Stadium, so yeah. We have early registration for people to come. We also take a walk up to for people who weren't able to register online. And we have the walk, we have our opening ceremonies in the stadium where we recognize all of our sponsors, our top fundraisers come down on the field. I like to play a little highlight video, you know, showing the progress that we're making in the spinal cord injury world of research so people can see where their money is going. And also this year, we made a little highlight video on the walk last year so people can maybe see themselves on the jumbo charm, too, so people, you know, love to see that kind of stuff. And then we uh, we get the walk and run started. Last year, we we had a 5K run added because I realized there are some avid runners in this world and people love to run, which is pretty crazy to me because I I'm not a long-distance runner, never was, I always like to sprint, but people love to run, so we added a 5K run last year, and it was pretty amazing, people, you know, did the course pretty well, they said they had a great time doing it, and after that, we we get the 5K walk started, so the runners get going first, and then we get the walkers going, and then when they come through the finish line, we have a bunch of boutiques set up, you know, different for our sponsors, you know, different tables that they can go visit and see what our sponsors have to offer them. And we also have a barbecue going where we get burgers and dogs smelling. We get a, we try to, you know, get some type of drink out there for people. But for always and everything, we always have body armor out there for people, you know, when they come through the finish line of waters and whatnot. But, you know, it's a, it's a big barbecue, like, picnic type thing that we love to sit down and hang out with everybody while the music is playing on, meanwhile, usually in the area where I'm
0: taking pictures with everyone, just thinking of for coming out. It's just an overall great day with the family. Now, you mentioned that people love to run. I'm guessing that they never had to run in uh, Greg Chiano's old sand pits on practice <laughs> <fields>. <laughs> Yeah, They
1: don't know about, about those days, Sam, but I, I know well, I'm well too familiar
0: with those days in that sand pit. <laughs> for sure. Now, I'm looking now, and I see fundraisers and everything. You've got people that have already raised $6,000. Someone named Gavin McGuire, I see here, raised $3,000. Uh, but you guys have really, really high goals this year. It says $100,000 is your goal. You're someone mm-hmm. that's always strived for the highest. So why'd you pick that number? That's a pretty big number.
1: Yeah, I did. You know, last year, we raised $82,000. And now that's five, you know, five years doing it, we went up every single year. So I thought, uh, this is our sixth year now. We should just try to hit six figures. That's our goal, and, you know, the money that you see on there right now is just from people that have registered and been able to fundraise a little bit. We always get more of this, know what the sponsors and then walk-ups the day of, and then more people just continue, to register registering, you know, coming in, you know, on the late side of things. But that's how we raise our money, and then we figure it out, we tally it out at that uh, after about a few weeks afterwards, and that's where we get our total from. But it was – Pretty amazing to see that there's, you know, 31,000 per, just from people raising money, you know, getting their teens just registered up. So we we got to keep on going. You know, we're now with $69,000 of dollars away, and that's going to help, like I said, with the sponsors and also people showing up the day up. So pretty amazing. Also, with the schools getting involved, we know how the schools that are number tallied up. I heard Old Bridge Middle School or high school is coming out with 70-plus people. So that's going to be pretty amazing.
0: That is pretty cool, and obviously uh, fans can get more information about this. ericlegrand.org is the best way to find it. That's the least confusing link. You can check out Eric's Twitter page to find more information, and obviously we'll have the links in this podcast. If you just scroll down while you're listening, you'll be able to find it. This, uh, this money, Eric, benefits the Christopher and Dana Reed Foundation, very important to you. There's obvious reasons that's important to you with your injury, but why else is this a uh, foundation that you believe in?
1: You know, the, yeah, when I partnered up with them and formed T grant at the Christopher Nana Reeve Foundation, I had to realize, you know, that some people out there they just need hope when they go through this injury, you know. This injury doesn't, you know, it, it's 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 very it's very tough to go through, especially if we don't have the support system that I have and you know, things just go up for people. And when I started on this I realized it's my time to give back to people and help them now, give them hope that one day we are gonna find a cure for paralysis and unfortunately with Christopher Reed passing away 11 years ago, you know, the spinal cord injury world really never had a face anymore after that. And, you know, with uh, with all the, you know, with, with all the media I've been able to, you know, use my platform for and get, you know, it's been amazing. I've been able to kind of take over, read my face in the, in the spinal cord world. And I really feel like this is my responsibility to help all the other people out there that don't have this platform. And like I said, just give them hope that one day there will be a cure for this and that they can get it back up on their feet walking again. So, this is why it's near idea that to me. the Christopher Day and the Refoundation is doing amazing job, helping people not only trying to find a cure, but helping them with their quality of life as they go through this
0: injury. Now, this is uh, the most awkward transition that I've ever done, but something else that you're real passionate about, and I am too, Game of <laughs> Thrones there. What's go- what's going on in Westeros right now?
1: Game of Thrones is my all-time favorite show. It's The Goat. I like the good products. I actually started Right, right before season one ended, a lot of people have joined on late and binge watched it. I feel like I've been there since the very beginning, so it's near and dear to my heart. Game of Thrones, and there is a lot of stuff going on, and I'm always reading up on articles afterwards, just breaking down the show because there's just so much. And if you turn your head for a second, you can miss the slightest clue of what's going on. And, and one word that's said that you may not heard that you may not have heard can change like the whole thing of why something is happening. So. It's truly one show that you have to be locked into because you can, if you just look at something, if there's a view that they may show in the in this show and then you miss it, you're like, what, wait, what happened? How did I miss this? Uh, so I love it. And there's so much going on, so many different stories, but it's all coming together into one big, whole mystical adventure. Yeah.
0: I, I remember my senior year at Rutgers was the first season and my roommates and I were kind of all locked in. We. Totally had legal access to HBO. We definitely didn't illegally download it. You know, <laughs> no one does that. No one does that at <laughs> so I've been all in ever since. And my guy is Peter Baelish because I just love a good scumbag. Who's your Who's your guy or gal, Eric? It's <laughs> so crazy that you
1: like him, man. He, uh, he's. Uh... But I think my, my, i got three people, but my main guy, i got to go with Tyron Lannister. The so way he is able to, you know, talk his way out of everything and survive, you know, he comes from the Royal Lannister family, and he's, you know, an infant, and he has his, you know, disability and whatnot. And he found a way to not to kill, especially back in those times. That was they'll kill anybody. And he found his way to get, to get through, had to kill his father. There's so many different things. That's why I, I love watching him. But John, of course, John Stellan, my girl, police you know. I can't wait to. Like, uh, I'm telling you, those two are cousins. Can't wait to find that out.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's got it. There's no way that uh, that Jon Snow is actually just some some bastard son. You know, there's more to it than that. Oh, uh, there's really more to it than i I, I, I see it all coming together. All through Bran Bran
1: Stark now, who's always going back in time traveling.
0: For sure, man. All right, well, talking Rutgers real quick before we let you go. Uh, one of your good friends, Scott Malone, looks like he has a future as a defensive coordinator. How excited are you for him?
1: I think that's awesome for him. You know, twenty five years old to have the opportunity now to run your own defense. You have people actually working under you now and now that opportunity. I think he could have passed up. I know he's not individual in football anymore, he's at the D three level, but He's running his own defense at 25 years old, you know. He's back at a school that he was at before he even came to Rutgers, so he's actually familiar with the place, and the people there and everything. I think it was just a no-brainer for him, and I think it's going to help him, you know, forward in the future. You know, you wish him the best with this, and you never know. Maybe he'll be there for 30 40 years, and you never know where where it can be the next year, but I just thought it was the perfect opportunity for him, and I wish him nothing but the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. He has a bright future, and I think that, I mean, he obviously had to move on from Rutgers soon, and they're losing a good recruiter, but it's a good move for him, and I'm sure Rutgers will find someone good to replace him defensively. And now, offensively, Eric, you, you being a commentator that you are, I was talking to Chris Carlin about this at the spring game. They're moving to a spread offense. What What kind of a challenge is that going to be for you as a commentator with how quickly that's going to happen?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to be watching how they line up real fast now. You know, usually I'm, you get to huddle, you get to see the personnel a little bit who's coming in and out of the game. Now I'm going to be watching all the time real fast on how they line up, how they get the signals in and how they're going with they get Are they letting the quarterback do more of the work or are they, do, are they signaling in the calls so and that's what they go with, you know. It's going to be very interesting to watch. It. But uh, I've had my advantage you playing against it, knowing how fast it works. And also commentating against it when I'm trying to watch the defense and how they're lining up against all the spread offenses that we've had played over the years. So that's definitely going to help me out a little bit too now that one
0: we're running in. Yeah, at least now you can read the numbers.
1: Yeah, I think a whole lot of people are happier now, and especially Chris Carlton, and I give him credit. He's in there with those binoculars trying to read those great numbers. I'm saying I, I obviously have no idea who
0: anybody is. I just try to tell by the body type. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Eric, I ask the same three questions to every guest at the end of these interviews, Uh Rutgers-related questions, and my first question for you is who's your favorite Rutgers athlete of all time, if you'd have to go back and think about one.
1: Oh, favorite Rutgers athlete of all time? Well, when I actually started getting recruited by Rutgers and paying, really paying attention to Rutgers it was the years of 2005, 2006, 2007, so I might have to go with – with um Eric Foster in that, that squad, you know, and that a lot of people say I resembled him and I tried to, you know, play as well as I could just like him. So Eric Foster, you know, that might be one that people may not may not pick, you know, but I, I that's my guy I I love to keep on chopping mine on getting everyone hyped up and I kinda followed in his
0: footsteps when I got there. I still see that YouTube video at least once a week. <laughs> that
1: was great. Uh
0: Eric if you if you look at your memories at Rutgers I know the one I'm most jealous of is you meeting President Obama, but for you, what is your your favorite memory of when you think Rutgers?
1: Oh, man, I've had so many
0: great memories. You can only imagine uh
1: my time there playing, you know, meeting all the different people on campus while I was a student there also. And then, you know, over the years, so, you know, great opportunities. My jersey, being retired there and the ceremony with that. I think I would have to put, of the Today I got to give you know got my degree you know on that stage and able to talk to you know the thousands of people that were in the crowd in that the 2014 class that was that was something special. And the day I got my jersey retired, those those two moments are um, I'm gonna be telling my grandkids about one day. So I, I got, I'm sorry I'm maybe maybe gonna go breaking the rules here and picking two, but I have to. Those those two moments are gonna stick with me forever.
0: I'm surprised you didn't choose the uh, 2011 Rutgers Journalism School graduation where you came just specifically to honor <laughs> me. I appreciated that. Just,
1: hey, man, that was a good time. Too, man. I, I, I've had some, some other moments. I'm sorry i they have topped that one just a little bit.
0: <laughs> uh, last question, Erica. If you get one more re- meal at Rutgers or you're at Rutgers for one day, well, what's your go-to? What's your favorite meal on campus?
1: Oh, you got gotta I used to, it used to be the sanctuary when I would get a cheeseburger and the french fries and the milkshake. That was my go-to for sure. But nowadays, I think about it, I'm definitely going back to the grease Trust, man. I wish I would have explored that more when I was actually playing, you know, when I could actually lose the weight now instead of liking it so much. Now I have to get my fat Betty Boy no matter sauce with ketchup. Uh, there's just something about this, man. It's, it's just amazing in your mouth.
0: A a, a true Rutgers man going with the fat sandwich. Eric, uh, thank you again for for joining us this week on the Rutgers ScoutCast. Everyone can follow him on Twitter, or you can go to ericlegrand.org for more information on the Walk to Believe. Thank you, Mr. Legrand.
1: Thank you, Sam.